man. Fucking finally. Welcome to the No Play in This Ride podcast, man. Um, it's me. I'm the guy, codenamed Blackout. I'm going to be giving you this podcast coming straight from my vehicle, man. That's why it's called No Play in This Ride. And uh, this is going to be the first episode. It's called You Can Too. And it's about anything in life you're trying to do. You know, you should go ahead and try to tackle it. We all got things we want to do. And if you're like me, you're like most people, we tend to procrastinate when trying to do those things. Whether it be letting somebody else get in our head or, you know, self-doubt, letting petty obstacles get in the way. Or maybe even what they call distraction task. How you you do something, it's constructive what you're doing, but it's not the task that you should be doing. So you kind of trick yourself out of doing the difficult work so that you can do something else that can be done. You know, it's easy. You can get that shit done at any time. So that's what this is about. And for me, this is the first step. And Pardon me for not giving you, like, the full intro to this shit. Like I said, this is the No Playing This Ride podcast. I am the guy that is hosting this show, podcast, episode, however you want to call it. Codename Blackout. And, um, I'm going to be, like I said, I'm doing this straight from the car because this is one of my barriers of doing this. And I had always, I had, I'm not going to say how long, I can't be sure about how long I want to do it. But I knew I thought about it. Like, I was... At first, I think I wanted to do, like, a YouTube page. Because I'm like, man, this shit is easy. Like, I'm watching people do this shit. You got people like the guy Tommy Sotomayor, who pisses a lot of people off. And you got the, another guy. I think his name is, like, the nigga with the tattoos. I don't know if he makes people mad. But I'm like, shit, I want to make people mad on the public forum. Why don't I get in there and do this shit my damn self? And you're going to hear a lot of stuff in the background because I'm doing this shit, like, directly from the car. You know, um, I don't have no money for a damn studio. I got a family, so doing this shit in the house is like a no-go. So I'm doing this in the only spot where I have time all of myself, and for me, that's the car. You know, it's, it's all about committing, committing to doing something. And seeing it through because this is like for me it's like a stepping stone like one day I want to own my own business or businesses but like if I can't commit to coming together and making up a business plan and getting my funds straight how can I do that you know and so this for me is a step towards progression like hey that's something I want to do there's a goal I have let me go out and achieve it. Let me do some research on it and then step by step go out there and uh, knock that out. And this was like a small thing. And I mean, it's big to me, but in the grand scheme of life, having a podcast is like a small thing. And I say it because anybody could do it. Like, you could do it. You know, and if you want me to let you know how to do it, let me know. And I'll let you know. I'm going to give you guys all where I can be reached and everything towards the end of this if anybody wants to get in contact with me. I hope you guys stick with me as I go through trying to get this thing together and make it work because I've never done anything like this before. Like, I'm I'm tired of wasting my time arguing with people on social media sites 
get my point across, I figure I might as well make anywhere I go home court. And that way, if I do this podcast, you got to listen to me. Then you got to give me feedback. And if you don't agree with some shit I said, and that's how I get you. But it's also for me to give, to put out, you know, information and my opinions on what I feel about certain things. You know, I'm not really 100% sure of what I will focus on. I think it's going to be mostly politics and news and music and entertainment, just daily events, current events, things like that. Or any information I come across, I feel like, you know, can help people. But it's going to be some some bullshit. I'm going to try to make it fun. Like, I don't want it to be fucking NPR news radio, which is fantastic, by the way. They have a few good podcasts on NPR, but... I want mine to be super casual, more laid back, more, hey, this will happen to me this week, so don't look for me to be speaking properly the whole time, hell no, you're going to get me rough and raw like I normally am, like, you're going to get the full brunt of how I feel about situations, and how I see events in life affecting people around me. Because that's the shit we deal with every day. And, you know, like, that's why doing this for me was such a big deal. Because I I said, man, I can't do it. I want to do it, but I can't. But I'm going to do it. And I'm trying to get away from that going to do, I want to do, to, like, I'm doing the shit. And that's what this is. This is me doing. You know, somebody told me, I forgot who it was. He told me that somebody told him, he said, uh, don't shit on yourself, you know? Go out there and fucking do it. You want to get in shape? Go to the gym. You want to be more intelligent? Study. Better yourself at all times. Be around people that are bettering themselves. And, you know, once you get that, you catch that wave, and you can affect somebody else's life from the positive, do that keep the momentum going God knows <laughs> in this world we could use some good positive energy right now with all the bullshit going on people marching people getting shot at tiki torches people worrying about statues and shit you know arguing over sports and so you know some of that is some of the arguing over sports and some of that is innocent is fine but like you know, some of, a lot of that has serious connotations to it. And I'm going to get into all that shit. How I feel about it. Is it right? Is it wrong? You know, are we disrespecting the military? Are we not? Are they, let me say, because I'm not a player, but still. Yeah, this is these are some of the things I want to talk about. And this podcast is going to grow. Like, I'm going to have to grow. Because one day I hope to be eventually be in the studio. I have nobody funding this but me. So maybe one day I can get into a situation where, there, where the sound's going to be A1. But for now, you're going to get me in the car. <laughs> Until I can make some money to be somewhere else, this is it, baby. Unless you want to donate to me some type of way, sponsor the kid, this is it. I'm going to be in the car doing this shit. You're going to hear the blinker. You're going to hear the wind, you're going to hear the roll, you're going to hear everything. Because right now, that's the way I got to get it. I got to get it how I live. That's why you can too. Cut all the bullshit out. And make sure you focus on your goal. You should be all right.
or anything in life. So that's the intro to this No Plan This Ride podcast. I'm about to get into this Vegas shit. And all the other bullshit going on in NFL. And I think I'm going to start with that. So, this is my stance on the NFL. You have athletes who have worked their entire lives to be in the position they are in. Who, whether you agree with it or not, are risking their lives and their well-being every time they step out on that field. That are not breaking any laws that are trying to bring awareness to a cause that affects me directly as a black man and affects a bunch of other people, whether it be the black men themselves, their families, their friends. It affects us. We think about this every day. The things some white people don't have to think about, it's on our mind. Don't matter how much money you got. People like all these entitled, ungrateful NFL players. Who do they have to be grateful to other than themselves? Like, I understand the organization and the league, and that's the political thing to say. Like, oh, yeah, the league and the the team has done so much for me, giving me this opportunity. And I'm going to tell you I disagree with that shit when they say that wholeheartedly because they chose you like cattle, which I believe is true. They, They measure you. They put you through these drills to see if you're worthy or not. They inspect you. They check your background and all that. But you put yourself in that position by executing at every level. These NFL players, I'm going to assume a lot of them have been working at this longer than people that have become doctors. You dig? And it's not a, I know it's not a popular thing to say because, you know, when you get down to the bones of, like, which job is more importantly, is more important, obviously it's going to be the doctors. But... What I'm saying is for that particular skill set that they have, they have probably been working at that longer than somebody who goes into the medical the medical field. And they get paid what they get paid because that is the market value for the job they're performing. And if you don't like it, find a way to adjust the market. And if that's by you getting a group of people to boycott and come together to knock out some of this money, if that's what you want to do, then do that. But until then... It's going to be what it is. And if people want to act like these, these guys that are kneeling and doing whatever, pro, whatever form of protest they're doing, they're doing it during the anthem to bring awareness to it. And it's being successful because you know what? You're talking about it. And the people that understand it at its root are sticking to that narrative. They're not changing the narrative to, oh, well, they're disrespecting the flag. That's not what they're doing. These people aren't idiots. They know what's on the line. They know that their owner is getting pressure on them from other billion, other white billionaires and millionaires that own these fucking teams. They know that that pressure's there. So while you're saying they're entitled and they're spoiled and ungrateful, there is definitely something for these guys to lose. Now, I don't know if you heard about the Kansas City Chiefs owner. He said anybody, top to bottom, who does, pro, who does a protest during the national anthem will be fired. You know, and that's his team. If that's what he wants to do, that's on him. But these players, they're not stupid people. A lot of these people have more education than the people on social media bashing them. People forget real quick when you do something they don't like, they forget about all the charity these guys put together, all the football camps, 
how these guys go back and give back to the community during disasters, the the people they mentor, the example they set. These guys aren't doing anything wrong. They're exercising their First Amendment right to bring awareness to the injustices and police brutality suffered by colored people in the United States of America. Somebody please tell me what is more American than that. Voicing your opinion when you see something wrong. That's the reason we do what we do. That's why we go overseas when these other small countries are getting fucked with. Right? That's what they tell us anyway. When something's going wrong, oh, we, we got to call arms. We got to call action. We got to go out there and make sure these people look good. That's what we do. But when the wrong segment of society does it, all of a sudden, then it's a problem. And for me, that mode of thinking is a problem. Like, I, I'm all with the narrative of, you know, in the police brutality. And that, we shouldn't change it from that. That's what the protest is about. That's what it came from. That's what it's born out of. But I cannot stand to see people discredit these athletes that have done so much for other people like they're uneducated people just following along with this trend just to do it, just to defy white America. It's not about you. That's what's pissing me off about it because you're making it about you when it shouldn't have... It doesn't have anything to do with you as far as how you feel about it. You know, this is to make you aware. You know, it's like it's not about making you feel good. This is about, hey, we're out there dying because people say, oh, I'm not racist. I don't feel that way. This and the third. That's cool. But what's going to happen when your black friend gets stopped by the police and he gets beat the fuck up or shot? Because a cop may have came at him wrong. And not all the people, you know, being attacked by the, well, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say attacked, being killed and shot, beat the fuck up by the police. I'm not saying they're all great people. Some of these people did commit crimes. But as a police officer, you're held to a higher standard. I mean, you are a police officer. If anything, you should be able to police yourself and control your actions when you're dealing with the community. And I get the fact that their lives are at stake every day. Just like the NFL players, they don't make the money the NFL players make. I get that argument, and I will tell you this. When the market allows for them to get paid top dollar, then that's when they'll get paid. As fucked up as that sounds, these NFL players, they don't control the market for other people. And everybody's upset with them and calling them all these names because let, let's let's be honest, they're living out our financial dreams and some of our athletic dreams. But if you didn't put yourself in that position, you won't understand that. And I get I get and I understand that these cops may be living out their dreams too, but their dream doesn't have the market value per position to pay them that much. So that's something they got to deal with. And I mean, that that's how I'm going to wrap that part up. You disagree, hit me at the location I give you so you can uh, tell me how you feel about what I just said. I have no problem with police officers. I don't give a fuck about bad police officers. But for the most part, I have no issues with cops. I have been lucky. But that could change any day. When I'm at work, 
and I'm wearing a certain uniform, I get treated a certain type of way. I take that uniform off, I'm that nigga from down the block. And if you haven't lived that life, you don't know how that feels day in and day out. To know that, oh, while, you, while, while I'm wearing this, I'm an upstanding citizen of the United States of America. But when I'm not, I'm a problem. I look like a bad dude. I must have done something wrong. You see videos of white people cussing out police officers and getting away, driving the fuck off, dragging police officers down the street. They didn't get beat the fuck up. They didn't get shot in two seconds. Let somebody, let a black cop, let any fucking cop shoot a white kid within two seconds of seeing him. Because he had a toy gun. Oh, he was playing cops and robbers and the cop shot him. That cop should be fired and thrown in jail. That shit probably wouldn't even make the news because of what people would have to go back and say. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm just saying the reaction would be completely different. With all this shit, Charlottesville, people marching with fucking... How you march with a fucking tiki torch? And neo-Nazis, like the irony of that is so ridiculous that it... It blows my mind, and I'm not even going to waste my time too much on that because I'm going to give you my this is my two cents on that. The minute these statues disappear, and I know people say they should be in museums, but people don't go to museums every day. You know, people leave museums the fuck alone. You have to be, that has to be in your... In your plan, your day plan, like, hey, on this day, on March 25th, 2017, I'm going to go to the fucking museum. And then you might see that statue. Me, as a black man, I want that shit there every day. I don't want none of that shit taken down. I want that shit there every day so I can walk by and spit on that motherfucker and let people know how I feel. I want that memory burned into my brain. I, I never want to be put in a space where I don't know about that. Because the minute they take the statues down, that's when that shit's going to start disappearing from the history books. And we won't know. And some people may argue that it may be better that we not know. But if the Germans told you they didn't know shit about Hitler, you would look at them like they were fucking crazy. I bet the Jews don't want the Holocaust taken out the history books. That shit's got to stay. But oh no, these black people... <laughs> They all about, a lot of them are like, yeah, take the statues down. Mm-mm, not me. You, the people saying that, I don't think they're thinking past, or oh, I see it and it makes me mad. And even the white people that, that want to take them down, they may have good intentions, but some of that may be guilt. They don't want to feel bad. They don't want to feel shame about that statue being there. They don't want to have that quote-unquote guilt they're talking about. But no, I want it right there. I want, to, I want that reminder there. Because as an American, it is a part of our history. It's a part of the history that we don't fucking like. Take those L's, champ. <laughs> you wanted to succeed, succeed, but you did not succeed. Well, leave that monument to failure up so people like me can walk by and spit on it. And the minute the motherfucker say something to me, we can have that conversation. I so I can tell them how much of a patriot they are not for wanting this, <laughs> for having a problem with me spitting on that dusty ass statue
and shit. Instead of tearing the statues down, we need black people, minorities, build our own. Why not have a fucking big-ass Cesar Chavez statue in Southern California? Why not have a big-ass Nat Turner statue somewhere in Virginia? I'm with that. Fuck them. Let's build our own statues. So they can get some more of our history. Some Martin Luther King statues. Some Malcolm X, who I'm a big fan of. Malcolm X statues. Some Carter G. Woodson statues. Some Garrett Morgan statues. Marcus Garvey. Shit, we need one for Dick Gregory. May my man rest in peace. So how about we focus on building ourselves up and not being so focused on what they're doing? You know, just we we'll just you know, we keep that uh, you keep that in your pocket. Just know that history is there, and keep it in there. That way, we can educate our children and let them know, like, hey, you know, all that glitters ain't gold. This country has a history, so why they telling you? To wave this American flag, God bless America, we'll let them know that shit ain't always been roses, and shit ain't even roses now. Now, we're trying to get there, and I believe in the next 50, 60 years, things will get better. You know, that's my personal belief. Because things have progressed some. There's been some progressions, but we're nowhere near equality. I, I can say I honestly feel that. Nowhere near equality. Until I can find a bunch of white people that want to switch places with my crusty black ass, honestly, I will say that there's the equality, the level of equality is not there. Not that we're we're looking for. At all. Um, On this day, October the 2nd, 2017, I woke up to some bullshit. You know, a sucker individual decided that he wanted to, you know, blow out the windows of Mandalay Bay and start shooting innocent people at a fucking country concert. You know, I I really don't have much to say about it other than when I heard about it, I was kind of like I knew it was bad, but I was numb to it. After all the shit that's happened, I knew. Like, I, was, I wasn't really going to be able to conjure any real emotion for it. And it's fucked up when you say it, when you say it, and you hear yourself say something like that, but it's the truth. I'm just trying to be honest. I don't have to please anybody. This is my fucking podcast, champ. But, yeah, I, I was really numb. Like, it's terrible, like, to, to read that. You know, 50-plus dead, 400-plus injured. That's It's crazy. But I'm just numb. Like, there's been so many shootings and bombings and all this other shit going on that, you know, like, I don't have any emotion left for that shit. I really don't. I'm more concerned with my own personal life and focusing on that. You know, and if I sound cold, hey, it is what it is. The irony in this situation to me is that a white gunman plotted and I mean my man had to have this plan to a T you get the windows you get the right windows to have the proper angles to be right over the top of this concert and I mean they just had the iHeartRadio concert out there not too long ago and like I'm not thinking no crazy white man is gonna go and shoot a bunch of white people at a country music concert that, that's the crazy part. That's the part about this that fucks me up. 
is that, you know, and I'm, I may be wrong in this, but I'm going to say it anyway because fuck it. You have a demographic probably that supports these gun laws that are in place or doesn't want a lot of gun control. And I'm saying that because most of the folks that I know that listen to country music are white people that don't want anybody taking their guns. They want to have access to the firearms that they have access to. And their thing is, if I get them, if I can get them legally, it's my right to bear arms that I can have these weapons. I'm a responsible gun owner. We don't want martial law. We should be able to protect ourselves against enemies, foreign and domestic. So for me as a citizen, I want my guns in case the government flips out and comes from me. I want to be able to protect myself. These are the people that were, that I'm assuming were at that concert. That's the crazy thing, you know. Maybe had the push for gun control went through. Maybe this man wouldn't have had these guns. Who knows? You know, like, who knows if he'd have been able to get these firearms. Like, maybe now they'll push for gun control. Maybe now they'll make it illegal for people to do crazy shit with guns. And I'm saying this as a black person because we get, you know, we get... The romantic, what's the, what's the word? Romanticization, romanticization. I don't know. We get the gun culture kind of pushing us via music by our misguided selves, you know, via movies and especially music. We, you know, gun violence and all that shit. Like we grew up thinking that's just a part of the black community, which is not. You know, it's not just like not no everyday black dude is walking around with a bunch of guns ready to shoot somebody. After he sold him drugs, that's that's just not how black people live our lives on the day to day. But it's believable to the, you know, to the masses because that's what they get from the fucking media. But that's not the truth. So for me, it's it's a concern for me. Like I, I would like to see gun reform passed because I want it to be harder for people to profit off selling my people these guns because they're getting here somehow. Like, we don't own these gun manufacturing companies. Like, the people that that say black people kill each other, black on black crime, some of these motherfuckers are the same people selling us guns. Whether it be legally or illegally, they're making money off the gun culture. So I would like to see gun reform for that reason alone. And everybody was calling Obama all types of monkeys and niggers and all this other shit. If you if you like pro gun, I, I hope you paid attention today. I really hope you paid attention today and sat and thought about this shit. Like, what's the NRA's reaction to this? What what's the NRA saying? <laughs> you know, like, what what do you say? Are you like, God damn it, he's fucking enough for everybody? Is that what you're feeling right now? I would hope so. You know, because I know you guys are going to push because you're going to resist because that's your money. You know? But I just don't see how... I mean, even after fucking Sandy Hook, at some point, gun control has to be an issue that's on the table. And I know the current administration and all his subordinates may not see it as Dutch, but that, that is the situation at hand. If you care about people getting shot by nutcases, 
if you care about black on black crime, if you care about crime, period, you know, maybe gun control is something that needs to happen. But the lobbyists and all these people getting involved, it's not guns, it's, it's not the gun, it's the owner. That's fucking true, but maybe, you know, certain people don't need access to certain guns. Like, what I like to have a semi, you know, a semi-automatic rifle or, or automatic rifle, that shit sounds good. It sounds cool. Like, you know, if I want to go shoot or somebody came at me and I needed to defend myself, have a nice, oh, I'm all, I'm a, I'm a tactical guy. I got this automatic rifle. But do I really need it for my day-to-day life? Absolutely not. If, if I need an automatic rifle or even a rifle with three-round bursts, if I need that in my day-to-day life, there's a fucking problem. I'm probably doing something illegal. And that's not me, you know, not being wary of the, I mean, the government boogeyman and all that shit. That's not me not thinking about, oh, what if they come to get us? That's something I got to deal with when that time comes. But for my day-to-day activity, that's not, I don't need a fucking AR-15. I don't need an AK-47. I'm not at war with anybody. I'm not going to shoot for fun because that, to me, is a waste of money. Like, I would just stockpile of ammo because why would I go shoot as a gun hobbyist? Like, why am I going to go waste all these bullets? That doesn't seem right to me. It doesn't make any sense. Home protection, yes. If you hunt, yeah, that makes sense if you have a firearm. I don't know if you need, in like, a, a fully automatic rifle. <laughs> it sounds good, and, you know, it's made to look good to us in movies, but I don't know anybody who actually needs it. And quite frankly, I don't fucking want to know anybody who actually needs it because if I'm around a motherfucker who needs an automatic rifle, I need to elevate my life at at some point. Like, I don't need to be around people like that. If you got a pistol, if you got a shotgun for home protection, I completely understand that. I get it. I have both. But there's no need for me to have a fucking automatic rifle. And they're saying homeboy had two. He was up there, and if you look at the windows, he had it like he had it planned out. He had the angles and everything. Four hundred people injured, fifty dead, fifty plus dead. For all the shit talked about black people and violence, and what people call these ISIS sympathizers, whatever. For all the shit people say about us, for all the shit that happens, this shit is crazy. This shit is fucking crazy. And I really hope people are paying attention because I don't know what drove this man to do this. I'm not even willing to call him crazy. I feel like he did something crazy. But for somebody to execute to this level, to have the success rate he did, this man has some sense. He has some type of sense to be able to put this together, this meticulous plan, and execute with that level of effectiveness, this guy is somebody who has it all together, who just made a really shitty choice in life, a really cowardly choice in life to go out and kill and harm a bunch of people. You know, and I, and I hope if there is anybody else involved, I hope that person is captured immediately 
He's beating to death with like a a pantyhose full of like golf balls or pool hall balls or some shit like that. A bag of nickels, some rusty nails. Beat beat that motherfucker to death because anybody that does this is a, is sadistic. That is sadistic. The amount of terror caused, and I'm not I'm not saying like oh terrorist. It is, but it isn't. The amount of terror and trauma, mental trauma, you that I'm assuming you would cause somebody after them seeing people get shot, not knowing where the fucking shots are coming from, scared to move, you know, out of nowhere. Some of them probably been drinking there at a concert. Like, they're there to have a good time. I'm assuming a vast majority majority of these people were tourists from out of state, maybe from around the world. And they go out there and have a good time. And next thing they know, people getting shot the fuck up. Because why? Because X. As of right now, nobody knows. And, uh... The crazy thing is, is somebody is celebrating Mr. Petter, you know? Somebody is celebrating his action, just like they did when that idiot in Charlottesville hit that lady with the car, hit those people with the car and killed a white woman, which is, which is crazy. And just like that uh, asshole Dylan Roof who shot up that church full of black people. Like they did the Sikhs in, I think, Wisconsin. Like, people are celebrating, somewhere somebody is celebrating this act. The thing that doesn't add up together for me is the demographic. Dylan Roof shot up black people in the church. Unfortunately, in America, that makes sense. White guy doesn't like black people, goes to a church, kills them. That, yeah, you know, like, oh, figure, yeah. Skinny white dude with a fucked up haircut in the backwoods somewhere, shot up, yep. Shots people to fuck up, black people in the church, that makes sense. You know? I guess newly racist white guy, Nazi neo-Nazi sympathizer, runs over a crowd of people that are protesting to get the statues removed or protesting a neo-Nazi rally, or however that happened. He drives through a crowd of people that are, I think, majority white and some black people, drives through that crowd of people, kills one white woman. That makes sense. Only thing racists hate more than niggers is nigger lover, right? So that makes sense to me. But for a white man to go up to the Mandalay Bay and uh, shoot a bunch of white people at a country music concert just doesn't compute for me. You know, and I wish anybody who um, had anything to do with that, I wish you the most amount of pain you could wish on a human being. Because even though I kind of feel like they say, hey, man, this is chicken coming home, chickens coming home to roost. You know, this is what people want. I want my guns. Okay, you got them. You got them in a big fucking way. You got them. And they came back and smacked people in the face full force. Just like Sandy Hook. You know, like, shit is crazy. Vegas is the party feel-good place. Like, for them to be... Yeah, I don't even know. Like, I, I kind of wish I felt more. Like, I felt worse about it, but I I, I don't. I really don't. Because as a black man in America, my thoughts went immediately like, damn, that's crazy. 
that's really sad those people got shot up. And then my mind immediately shifted to, I wonder how many of these people were laughing or talking about how Trayvon Martin probably deserved what he got. How many of these people think Black Lives Matter is actually like a fucking terrorist organization? How many of these people don't really give a fuck about me or my people that that are talking shit about the NFL players protesting? That's the climate we live in where people are so so cold because of the shit that's happened socially to people we don't even know. But that, but that's where I'm at. Like I, I can't get to that level of sympathy because I've been shown no empathy. And on that note, I'm gonna go ahead and end this, man. Um, hopefully, you guys like it. Once again, no playing this rap podcast with the guy, code name Blackout. Um. It's going to be, my Twitter is going to be no playing this ride, you know, at Twitter. And I'm going to have a Facebook and Instagram page up soon, so be on the lookout. But thank you for listening. Please um, critique, you know. Let me know what I'm doing right. Let me know what I'm doing wrong. You know, praise is great, but critique is necessary. Let me know how to make this better. And once I get the email and everything popping, please, by all means, send me topics. Give me something to talk about. One of my hurdles in starting this thing was like, what am I going to talk about? But, you know, the news don't stop. Shit happens every day. People live every day. There's plenty of shit for me to talk about going on in this crazy world. So please, let me get that feedback. Because uh, I think next week I'm going to get on Ray Lewis' head. <laughs> and I might make some of y'all mad, but. My partner that I talked about it in a different podcast. Um, it's called The Thread Live, by the way. Great fucking podcast, especially if you're from Jacksonville, Florida. Um, my partner, my player partner, hosted by Turk, is on there. And um, they do a great job. So please check them out. I love listening to it. And it motivates me because when I was going through my shit of trying to figure out how to start a podcast, I found out somebody that I knew was on one from my hometown, so maybe listen to it more. And, and I, it's, it's great because they talk about some of the same things I want to speak on. But, I mean, they're already established, so they beat me to it. So I, I enjoy listening to it, but it makes me mad because I haven't started yet. So, you know, um, please go check them out. Um, E.T., I think, is the host, and he's joined by um, my man, hosted by the Turk. And there's a female on there um, named Rudy. So I don't know too much about the other two, but they all do a great job. Please go check that out. And um, as I progress with this, I'll be shouting out my people, man. There's a few people out there I know that have started businesses. They have, they're pushing brands and they may own a company or be a part of a company. They promote clubs and I'm all about people going and being safe and having a good time. So once I get this thing up and running, I'll be plugging them. And maybe plugging you. If you got something you want me to talk about, or if you got something you're trying to get off the ground, please let me know. Once again, no playing this ride. Code name Blackout. Peace. <laughs>